It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The chief executive says every leader he met at the Apex Summit in Bangkok recognises that Hong Kong is back. The head of the hospital authority warns that some services may have to be cut because of the high number of COVID cases. And the Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism describes another anthem blunder at a rugby match as absolutely unacceptable. Chief Executive John Lee says every leader he met during the Apex Summit in Bangkok now fully understands that Hong Kong is back on the world stage, adding that he received positive feedback as he told them good Hong Kong stories. Speaking to reporters after the two-day meeting concluded, Mr Lee said all four leaders of the Southeast Asian countries he met, including Indonesia and Singapore, agreed to strengthen trade ties. In my discussion with the leaders of different countries, of course, there are different areas that uh, a particular leader would like to uh, promote further. And also there are areas I would like uh, to promote further from the Hong Kong angle. Uh, we all agree that uh, there are different uh, cooperation areas which will benefit uh, the people and the economy of both places. The request of individual countries to us, of course, will be taken seriously. But what is important is Hong Kong is in full support of free trade. Uh, anything uh, that will point to that direction, of course, will be studied by Hong Kong and we will aim uh, towards that direction. And with the economic downturn, I think cooperation is the only way out. And we will ensure that uh, we will cooperate with different countries to promote that aim. The CE added that he and foreign leaders also exchanged views on COVID policies, saying they agreed with taking a gradual and balanced approach in lifting the relevant restrictions. The hospital authority's chief executive, Tony Coe, says some services will inevitably have to be cut if the number of COVID cases remains high. The daily caseload has been above 8,000 for the past three days. And Mr Coe says it's worrying that infections are spiking more quickly now than during the most recent uptick two months ago. He says the authority has plans to deal with an upsurge. We have engaged various private medical services. For example, we have been sending patients to the private hospitals to continue the care, and at the same time for some of the elderly holding centres and also some of the telemedicine service, we have engaged private medical practitioners and organisations to help us to provide service. Mr Coe says some elective surgeries and diagnostic appointments could be cancelled. Today, Hong Kong reported 8,060 new infections, including 501 imported cases. The Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, says it's unbelievable that the name of a song associated with violent protests in 2019 was displayed in place of the national anthem in television broadcasts of an international rugby game. The name was shown as March of the Volunteers played before the Hong Kong team took on Portugal in the Rugby World Cup qualifiers in Dubai on November the 6th. Mr Young said officials were in touch with the Hong Kong Rugby Union to try to find out what happened, adding that the government would handle it seriously. It's absolutely unacceptable because our national anthem should be respected. I cannot believe that within such a short time, mistakes in relation to our national anthem were made repeatedly at rugby games. The union said World Rugby had apologised and blamed the error on a graphics operator. The same song was mistakenly played in place of the anthem at a tournament in South Korea on Sunday. 
The Labour Minister, Chris Sun, says he's confident the government will meet the chief executive's goal of luring 35,000 talented people to move to Hong Kong in each of the next three years. John Lee set the goal in his maiden policy address. Mr Sun also played down concerns from unions about another scheme announced in the policy speech to allow all care homes to recruit staff outside the SAR. He says local workers won't be undermined. The basic starting point is we're going to accord priority to local workers, uh, but given all our efforts, if we're still unable to fill the shop shortage, we have to consider importing a suitable number of outside workers to help. In that direction, of course, we are going to extend the scheme from currently just applying to private homes to include uh, subsidized homes as well. We also to look at the, the ratio between local workers and uh, imported workers. To the weather forecast, mainly fine with temperatures in the region of 23 to 28 degrees and moderate northeasterly winds. The outlook cloudy in the following few days and there'll be showers midweek. Currently 24 degrees, humidity 86%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past 11. Votes are being counted following Malaysia's parliamentary elections. Turnout has surpassed that of prior elections because the voting age has been lowered. But analysts say the poll may fail to end Malaysia's political instability. The election was called ahead of schedule by the Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob. These voters described how they felt as they cast their ballots. Excited because I think we're going to get a new government, so let's wait and see. I feel like it's a mess, like looking at all the dramas. So yeah, really hope that this time will be a very fair voting process. We hope the leader should be able to bring the country forward rather than with the domestic issues. So Malaysia used to be one of the Asian tigers economically, so hopefully that will be translated again. Reports from the United Nations Climate Summit in Egypt say delegates appear close to reaching a deal over funding for loss and damage to the poorest countries hit by climate disasters. Pakistan's Climate Minister Sherry Rehman tweeted that a positive outcome was near that was not perfect but addressed the basic demand of developing nations. Earlier, the EU threatened to walk out over the draft agreement, as the BBC's Victoria Gill explains. The language on this 1.5 degree target, this threshold to limit the most dangerous impacts of climate change, has not been strengthened as much as major players like the EU would like to see. And it's still a case that this vexed issue of loss and damage of funding for the most vulnerable countries that are suffering the impacts of climate change, that issue is still to be worked out. Who pays in for all of that loss and damage? The head of Ukraine's biggest private energy firm has suggested that people who can afford to should be prepared to leave the country before winter takes hold. Speaking to the BBC, the chief executive of DTEC, Maxim Timoshenko, said it would reduce the burden on the fragile system. It's not emergency to leave immediately, but we need to organize ourselves in the most effective way of consumption. If you consume less then hospitals with injured soldiers will have guaranteed power supply. The temperature in Kiev has now dropped below freezing point. The singer Adele has started a series of concerts in Las Vegas nearly a year after she postponed the shows at the last minute, angering many fans. Some ten months later, concertgoers reacted positively to Adele's first night. It was life-changing. I mean, words cannot describe how I'm feeling right now. Amazing. Spectacular. She was the bomb. We waited nine months for this. We were supposed to come in February and it got postponed, which was devastating, but she made up for it. It was amazing. Exceeded my expectations. Out of the world experience. 
Last January, the Grammy-winning artist suddenly announced the show was not ready, blaming delivery delays and the impact of COVID-19. To sports news and on the eve of the Football World Cup, the president of FIFA has accused Western countries of hypocrisy for criticising the human rights record of the host Qatar. In a bizarre one-hour monologue, Gianni Infantino said Europeans should apologise for what they'd done in the past. We have taught many, many lessons from some Europeans from the Western world. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. Samoa will make history shortly with their first appearance in the Men's Rugby League World Cup final. They're up against defending champions Australia, who are aiming to win a third consecutive World Cup. Samoa knocked out hosts England in a dramatic semi-final. And Captain Junior Paolo says the players have been buoyed by the reaction to their progress among the country's 200,000 population back home. Probably one of the biggest moments in the history of Samoa Rugby League and probably support as in general as well. So uh, social media nowadays, we've been able to see the parades that are going on back home. I've actually got sent a photo this morning of uh, my dad's village back in Samoa and they've decorated the whole village and it's those little moments that you don't realise how much of an impact that we actually do have. And, quite thankful for uh, Rugby League for giving us this opportunity because we do understand the sacrifices that our grandparents and our parents made. Yeah, it's going to be quite an emotional one as well. And that final kicks off at midnight Hong Kong time. To end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive says every leader he met at the Apex Summit in Bangkok recognises that Hong Kong is back. The head of the hospital authority warns that some services may have to be cut because of the high number of COVID cases. And the Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism describes another anthem blunder at a rugby match as absolutely unacceptable. And that's the news from RTHK.